What's up, everybody? Welcome to Stick to Football Mock Draft Monday 2.0. Matt is here. Mello is here. Mello, say what's up. What's up, everybody? And Connor is in New York joining us. Connor, tell the people hello. What's going on, guys? Get all three of these lovely voices on the show right off the bat. So last week we did one round and we realized, as happens sometimes when you're under a lot of pressure, we went a little too quickly. So this week we're going to slow things down and we're going to go two rounds. Going to have some fun mock drafting. Connor, you're on the clock, man. Pick number one, Cleveland Browns. And this week, I should say, we're doing what we think will happen, what we're hearing will happen. Yes. Last week was more what we would do. So uh, shit got crazy this and week. And no trades still. We should still throw no that trades. in there, too. I yep. know a lot of people on Twitter expect uh, to make the trades like the Bills moving up. We've talked about the Dolphins moving up. Not this week. We'll see if we get crazy next week. Exactly. We're adding a new wrinkle to each one. Last week was what we would do. One round done this week. What we think will happen and two rounds. Maybe we'll get trades in volume three, but why waste any time? Number one overall. I don't think much has changed since what we've been saying for forever. Sam Darnold, number one overall to the Cleveland Browns. I think the Browns feel this guy is the safest player at the position to invest in as their franchise quarterback. And I think this will be the number one pick on April 26th at 8 p.m. I have no argument with that. And some of these picks we've been making for months. So it's like they're just really easy. I'm not going yeah, I'm not to gonna, I'm not gonna talk a whole lot about some of these early picks. Number two, I'm the GM for the New York Giants. It's Saquon Barkley, and I, I think this is one where there is maybe question about would it be Bradley Chubb, would it be a quarterback, would it be Quentin Nelson? I still think that they take the best player in the draft. They believe in Eli Manning. I, I think they do have a good developmental quarterback in Davis Webb. Don't overthink it. Take the best player in the draft. That's Saquon Barkley. And pick number three overall to the Jets. I'm going with the same strategy here, but with quarterbacks. Take the best quarterback available. A lot of these guys have questions, but I'm going with Josh Rosen here at number three. Number four, back on the clock for the Browns again. I guess I I am the Browns guy for round one, so hopefully they like this. Number four, this is a tough one for a lot of people. A lot of people think it's going to be a trade. A lot of people you know, are we're saying Barkley. I think it's Bradley Chubb. I think John Dorsey will value the best pass rusher in this class. I think he'd love to pair him with Miles Garrett. So they get their franchise quarterback, and they add another premium pass rusher in the top four, that would be great for the Browns, and that's what I think happens. And like we said, no trades, so obviously this would be pick number four is an area a lot of people think would a trade would happen. And everything I'll just throw in, everything I've heard is that it's Darnold at one, and then it's Saquon or Chubb at four. So this follows right along with what I'm hearing. Number five, the Denver Broncos. I think this is a hard team to predict in the top five. I'm going to go Josh Allen. Uh, I, not an immediate need, but you sign Case Keenum, a short-term project, and I think that you have to Maybe I'm overthinking, but as a general manager, you always want to assume we're not going to be up here in the top five again. Let's get our quarterback while we can. It seems like Elway's ready to move on from from the Paxton Lynch saga and get a guy who definitely has a little better work ethic. I like that one. It's pretty easy first five picks here. Then you get to the Colts. We've talked about Bradley Chubb going there so much that it was actually pretty difficult for me to make this pick here. But I'm going with a, just a beast on the offensive line, Quentin Nelson. I can't believe he's falling to six, but that's where I'm taking him with the Colts. like it. I like that a lot. N- number seven overall, Tampa Bay Bucks. I think they would love to see the board fall this way. I mean, obviously, ideally, they get Barkley or Chubb. But still, I think they take Derwin James here. You grab one of the top two safeties. Uh, he's a Florida boy, and I think they'll love his mental makeup. I know Minka Fitzpatrick is the top safety for a lot of people, but... I feel like Derwin's attitude, versatility, and the fact that he looked like himself towards the end of the season makes him go seven overall. 
Yeah, and I, I'll tell you, I've started to hear maybe that we see Derwin go ahead of Minka just because of that's uh, picking up a, a yep. little, little more of a, a playmaker. So I'm on the board at number eight. This is almost like worst case scenario for the Chicago Bears, right? Because we we did have three quarterbacks go, but also some of the top uh, non quarterbacks. I, I went with Denzel Ward. I, I still feel corners a huge need even after they keep Kyle Fuller. Missing out on Quentin Nelson sucks, and I think it's too early for guys like Mike McGlinchey, too early for Connor Williams. So keep loading up that defense for Vic Fangio. Um, Matt Nagy probably would love to go offense here, but there's just not an offensive playmaker I would draft. So I went Denzel Ward, top corner in the draft. I like it. Next pick, real easy for me again. Uh, it's <laughs> you got one, off easy this week. It's the pick that everybody's been doing the whole time, every mock draft. It's Tremaine Edmonds to the 49ers at pick number nine. Number 10, Oakland Raiders. This would be a fascinating situation to see how it falls out because Edmonds off the board, War off the board. I went Minka Fitzpatrick. I think he's too good to pass up on here. I personally wasn't a big believer in Obi Melifonwu, but I still think they could play all three of those guys together between Carl Joseph, Obi, and Minka. Minka plays so many different positions. This is just the best player available approach and would be a great get for that Raiders secondary. And, and something to talk about with Minka, uh, you know, we can we can stretch our legs on this a little bit is, He's a slot corner. I know I know. there's been so many conversations about, is he an outside corner? Is he a free safety? Is he a strong safety? Is he an outside linebacker? Right. Maybe just look at what Alabama did. He Yes, he played a little bit of everywhere, but he was predominantly a slot corner. Let him do that. That's not yeah, a knock anymore. Tight ends. Yeah, let, well, let him take away, takes tight, away ends. tight ends. Take away yeah. slot receivers. And if you play a team that has a big physical outside receiver, okay, he can go out there and cover those guys. But I, I, I love his versatility. That would be... That pick feels way too smart for the shit they've been doing this offseason, though. So, uh, so good job. Now, I'm up at 11. Miami Dolphins, uh, we talked about last week, there's been some buzz that maybe they're trying to trade up into the the top six picks. I think it's to get this guy, Baker Mayfield. Slips a little bit, but let's remember, he is still a player that the NFL had a day three grade on when the season started. Even at the toward the end of the year, people were saying he was probably a third-rounder. Now he's the 11th pick in the draft because we're not doing trades. And I think that's a great spot for him because he does need time to learn, sit behind Ryan Tannehill for a year, and then the Dolphins can do what the Chiefs did, and they can trade Tannehill, get more picks, and you got your guy waiting in the wings. I like that pick. It kind of screws me over here because the Buffalo Bills and all their fans, they want that quarterback. I have to believe that they're going to do something to trade up. They're not just going to sit there at 12. But – no trades this week. So if they are sitting there at 12, I'm going to go get a guy that can lead this defense in Roquan, Roquan Smith. Just one hell of an athlete. Probably one of the best linebackers on the board. I think he has an argument for that behind Edmonds. I'm getting this guy to lead my defense for the next 12 years. It's a huge years. need for them, too. Such a huge So need. Washington, Washington at 13th overall. I think they would love to see one of those two top safeties fall to them, but it didn't happen here. So I went Vita Vea. I think they beef up the middle. Yes, they took Jonathan Allen last year. You know, some long-term injury concerns. Vita Vea is a totally different player. Matt, you've talked about this pick before in previous shows. I think he's a really, really good player, and I think he'll find his way into the top 15 for what he would bring to a defensive line. I'm also not sure that anyone there knows how to actually evaluate talent. Now that Scott McLuhan's gone. Have you, I think I've pretty. told this story before, right, that last year's draft, they just used his board that he had yeah. set in, like, February before they fired him, and, like, nothing changed from February to April, which... For people not familiar with the process, that's unheard of. And, I mean, I, they kind of had a pretty good draft, so I guess it worked. But I I don't have a whole lot of faith in that front office. It's a good pick, though. Uh, Green Bay Packers at 14. Here's another one that I feel like we have talked about for months. It just makes too much sense. 
Marcus Davenport, uh, getting an edge rusher for the Packers. It's one of the, I think, probably the biggest need on that roster, especially after they finally dipped in and free agency a little bit, filled some other needs. Davenport's going top 20, and and I would not be shocked if he goes nine to San Francisco just because of how athletic he is, how much potential he has. Do you remember, like, it was before the Senior Bowl when you were, I think, the first person yeah. I ever heard say that. And I kind of gave you a little shit about it, right? It was like, oh, yeah. come on. And now <laughs> it's like, well, maybe. because Full just circle. The, it does. It, it all comes So over circle. Harold Landry? Yeah. The injury concerns with Landry are just – and he's a okay. little small. And Landry is a natural Leo, I, I think. So he would fit yep. some of these, uh, you know, Seattle-type defenses. But for Green Bay, uh, with Mike Pett, and I love Marcus Davenport. I like that pick there. The Arizona Cardinals, if you've been watching anything online, on Twitter, I saw that they're just top five in the NFC. They've got Sam Bradford. They're all set. They've what? got Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> yeah, team, people are talking. I won't name them. The, the Cardinals are all set. So Wait, might as well get yourself. Joking. No, I'm not bullshit. <laughs> might as well get yourself a dominant left tackle to protect your premier quarterback in Sam Bradford. I'm going With Connor no Williams. Knees. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if Bradford can't get hit, so they might as well get some offensive line help. Well, that makes sense. All right, here's the first surprise of the mock draft. Lamar Jackson, number 16 overall, the Baltimore Ravens. Now, the Ravens have been pretty clear that they're interested in him. Hey, Connor. My only holdup here is what do they do with Joe Flacco's money? Uh, That's the only thing, and he's been really bad the last couple, last two years. So I think they are interested in the quarterbacks. This would be a shocker, but I'm still convinced Jackson finds his way into the top 20, 25 picks of this draft. Hey, they need receivers, too. Which position are you drafting him for? <laughs> God. You know, it just... Y'all are vicious. I think it's a good pick because it does take Either care or. of both needs. Like, Fill some needs. Play receiver until Flacco's done for, and you can get rid of that money, and then you can just slide him right into quarterback. It's a Cordell Stewart plan. Sorry, I know that our mentions are now burnt for days, but I had to do it. It was too easy. Not mine. I protected myself. (laughs) You just backed away slowly, like hands in the air. All right, back to serious talk. The L.A. Chargers pick number 17. Going to get one of my absolute favorite players in the entire class, guy we've had on this podcast, Leighton Vander Esch. They need athleticism in the middle of that defense. I I don't know why there's pushback against this guy from a lot of the draft Twitter crowd. I think he's actually just a phenomenal player with athleticism. You watch the Oregon game, and you can see he's blitzing. He's covering tight ends down the seam. He's he's making run fits. And then you look at his testing numbers, and it all matches up. I think he's, when it's all said and done, he'll probably be one of my, I would think, top 20 players in this entire draft. So to get him here, plug and play starting Mike Linebacker. Speaking of plug and play, the Seattle Seahawks here at pick number 18, they have a lot of holes to fill on that defense. So I'm going to go get a guy like Richard Sherman and Josh Jackson. I know I think we've mocked him there maybe even last week. Talked about him here a lot. He just makes sense. A rangy, tall, athletic corner. Go get him since he's falling all the way to pick 19. 18. 18. There you go. Speaking of 19, Dallas Cowboys, 19th overall. I think they would love to see Harold Landry sitting there on the board for them. This is the kind of pass rusher that they need. This would really beef up that defensive line. They would get after the quarterback like crazy. I love this fit. Just not sure he slides this far. Yeah, he is going to be. I know we talked about him a little bit with, you know, the Niners or the Packers. He's going to be an interesting, I think, guy to figure out because of the the injury history, the fact that he, you know, this year was pretty banged up. But his 2016 tape was really good. I know I've said before he was my top graded senior coming into the year. So I obviously liked his tape a lot last year. He kind of has that Cameron Wake type build, 
really can dip and, and accelerate around the corner. So he would be a, a tremendous fit there. Uh, I would have picked him at 20 for the Detroit Lions uh, had you not taken him one spot ahead of me. Um, I went with maybe a surprise pick here, but I went Billy Price. Uh, I, I feel like one thing that they've tried to do uh, through free agency, they beefed up the defense. You know, they they signed two new linebackers and and Devin Kennard and, and Christian Jones. They got Sylvester Williams on the D line. They got Toby Johnson on the D line. And I, I don't I don't see a pass rusher here that I would draft at twenty. I think it's a little early for guys like Sam Hubbard. So I went to that inter- interior offensive line. Billy Price can play guard. He did it uh, when he was. Uh, when he was at Ohio State behind Pat Elfline, he can also play center, but I think Graham Glasgow has kind of got that spot locked down. So plug him in, whether it's left guard or right guard, and just solidify the middle of that offensive line for a running back that you're hopefully going to get in the second and third round that can really start to balance things out for them. Uh, for me, number 21 overall here to the Cincinnati Bengals. They have a lot of needs to feel. Phil, I can't fucking talk today. <laughs> to feel. But <laughs> I don't like the offensive tackle value here so much with Connor Williams being off the board. So I'm going to take Rashawn Evans, the athletic linebacker. I just love this. all three of these linebackers. Mm-hmm. I'm still kind of out there on Edmonds. I think he's more of a project. But I like Evans a lot. I think he fills a need immediately day one starter for the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, they need to get more athletic. And, yeah, they signed Preston Brown. But perfect. I mean, there was talk about him getting traded. You oh, never you don't know. Even know if he's on the field or right. not. And, and they got Nick Vigil in the third two years ago. But we're still kind of holding our breath to see. And I know Connor said last week Carl Lawson might be playing more linebacker. But, yeah, and, and you know I love Rashawn Evans as well. Sorry, I just hijacked the segment there, Connor. Go for it. It's all right. 22nd overall Buffalo Bills. I'm still a believer that they get up in this draft to get their quarterback, which I think would be Josh Allen. But we had to, we did no trades this week. So they got Roquan Smith at 12. That's an amazing pick. Number 22 here, they take a reach on a quarterback, but I know they have interest in him. Mason Rudolph, 22nd overall. I, I still think he's a round two player, but. Once again, guys, the quarterbacks always go so much higher. The quarterback curve. So if the Bills can't find a way up, this is probably it. So let's let's like just pause for a second. We've just drafted six quarterbacks in the top twenty-two picks. I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> so I wouldn't either. Like people are going to move up. I thought about taking Rudolph at twelve when I had the Bills pick. I don't think they will. I think they'll try to move up. Like I said, but if yeah. they can't. Somebody down here in this range is going to take a guy like Mason Rudolph, or well, a team is going to trade back into the first if round. If Buffalo doesn't at 22, New England could at 23. Right. And then, I mean, you do have to think, like, teams like New Orleans, Pittsburgh, Jacksonville do have to think about quarterbacks of the future at some point. So it's, and this is something. Chargers. The Chargers. Yeah. This, and this is something that I, so I heard this week was that um, I actually got a text from someone. In the AFC North, I'll be that specific, which I rarely ever do. But they said, hey, man, don't be shocked if six quarterbacks go in the first round. And I'm like, there's no way. But then we started doing this exercise over the weekend, doing this mock draft. And I was like, oh, man, it's going to happen if people can't trade up. Uh, and there's no guarantee that Buffalo is going to be able to package 12 and 22. There's no guarantee that, uh, you know, a team like Arizona that we joked about uh, being a top five team in the NFC, uh, Miami, that there's a lot of teams that do need quarterbacks. So this might sound preposterous and I don't have six quarterbacks graded in round one, but you know, that's but the yeah, They demand. could still be taken in the first round just because they're a second grade talent. Somebody is going to want those guys and they're going to trade up to do it. Yeah. It's going to be so much fun. Okay. Back on the board. Number 23, the New England Patriots with their first pick. 
Mason Rudolph's gone, which breaks Bill Belichick's heart. But I want Mike McGlinchey. I, I still think offensive tackle is a big need for them. And I've talked a lot about McGlinchey being a right tackle in the NFL. I actually think in New England he could be a left tackle because uh, of the style they play, what they've asked guys like Nate Solder to be in the past. Uh, so I think McGlinchey comes in. And, you know, worst case scenario, he kicks over to that right tackle spot in a year or two if it if it's not working out on the left side. But he is weirdly gone from overrated to now, I think, underrated in this process. He's still a, a very, very solid round one guy for me. Yeah, probably even like a top 20 guy, but he's fallen here a little bit. Mm-hmm. Speaking of guys that are falling, I'm at number 24 with the Carolina Panthers, and we have not had a receiver come off the board if we're not counting Lamar Jackson. <laughs> so I'm going to take the first receiver off the board for the Carolina Panthers. Calvin Ridley falls all the way to number 24. I don't know if that's an indictment on the receiver class or just on the needs of these other teams, but I wouldn't. I know we've always had like uh, Calvin Ridley going to Baltimore at 16, and that's probably his ceiling. Uh, but yeah, this would not be a surprise. 25th overall, Tennessee Titans, Mike Hughes. This is probably his sweet spot. I know, Matt, you had tweeted out something today that he's, you know, on film, a, a top three corner in this class, but might be the fourth or fifth to go because of previous off field trouble. So listen, we know Mike Vrabel is going to want you know want to load up on corners. I think Hughes is the second best corner in this class, and I think you know this is great value at twenty five to land a corner of his caliber. Yeah, absolutely love that pick for them, and he fits that Vrabel style, that super aggressive playmaker. Yep. Twenty six, uh, a guy I do not have a first round grade on, but this is a pick I keep hearing linked to the Falcons. Taven Bryan from Florida. There are so many things. I mean, I could go down the list of just the athleticism. The character, um, someone tweeted at me today that his dad is a Navy SEAL. The Falcons are known for training with Navy SEALs. There's just, it's almost like, do you remember a few years ago when the, the of course you remember, because you guys follow the draft, it's like Chris Farley interviewing people. <laughs> you remember your brother, <laughs> yeah, Dwayne? Yeah. When the Patriots <laughs> took Malcolm Brown and we had all linked him there for months, right? It's like, yeah, it just, it just fits. It just makes sense. I, I feel like this is the same kind of pick where it just makes way too much sense. And he's... He's going first round. I, I really do believe that. Whether whether y'all listening value his tape, he's a great athlete. Um, it, very very explosive first step, like I said. But it, the the production wasn't always there, so he is kind of an, an interesting evaluation. Another one, very interesting evaluation here is my boy Mike Gasecki. He is quietly one of my favorite prospects in this whole. I don't draft. think it's that quiet. <laughs> no, probably not. We upset him with the eight one bracket. Yeah. But he fits in at pick number 27 with the Saints and their scheme and what they like to do. Give Drew Brees some more targets. I don't know if I'm too high on him at the end of first one, but it just makes too much sense to have a great athletic tight end like this and the Saints pass on Do you want to mention what I did this week when we were grading tight ends? I texted him was like, I'm stupid. You were right. Gusecki's the best tight end in the draft. Yeah, you had somebody like two people in front of you. I had Dallas Goddard and uh, the baseball player. Uh, Hayden Hurst. Hayden I Hurst. still like Hurst better than him. <laughs> yeah, I like Hurst. He's just, uh, people can read the reports when they come out, but I ended up putting <laughs> Gusecki at number one. <laughs> yep. Find it on the site. 28th overall, Darius Geis to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I know our buddy John Ledyard from NDT Scouting had reported that they were taking Geis out to a private dinner. They are clearly interested in him. They are also clearly not interested in paying Le'Veon Bell what he wants. So I think Darius Geis would be the prototypical badass Pittsburgh Steeler. All the quarterbacks are gone. I think on my board, he's far and away also the best player available at this point. I have him ninth overall on my board. So 
Whew, That'd be a great damn. pick for them. Yeah. Yeah. That, I, yeah. We both do love him. Uh, what was it that you called him early in the year? You, you said he runs like an angry ballerina. Yes. And then you called <laughs> him a badass motherfucker. Yeah, that's so, correct. My two <laughs> nicknames for Darius guys yeah. are ways to describe him. All right. 29 Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, a, a player I think will go much earlier than this. Uh, when we sit down in about three weeks to do the draft, Jair Alexander from Louisville. I know he was hurt this year, but everything that I continue to hear about on-field, off-field, work ethic, instincts, people really, really like this kid. And in Jacksonville, they lose. I mean, they don't need a starting corner, but they need a nickel. Losing Aaron Colvin, uh, Jalen Ramsey's actually talked about how much that's going to affect the defense. Bring in Alexander, and he is your third corner and a damn good one right out of the gate. God, he fits in so well there. Attitude, talent, everything. Um, number 30 overall for the Minnesota Vikings. They don't have a whole lot of needs to fill. So I'm kind of going best player available that they kind of need. I'm going to strengthen that offensive line group and give them Isaiah Wynn out of Georgia. Oh, love it. And I, I I know there's been a little bit of talk lately. Is he a tackle? Is he a guard? I still think he's a guard. Um, you put he and Pat Elfline together, <clears throat> and I just went through puberty, apparently. My voice is cracking. Um, <laughs> Pat, <laughs> Pat Elfline. Uh, talking about a big, badass mother <laughs> effing offensive lineman, and my voice cracks. Uh, that's all I have to say. I'm just, just going to too excited about yeah, it. Yeah, you're off the clock <laughs> now. You're off the clock. Uh, but when you were on the clock at 23, you got the Patriots a new left tackle in Mike McGlinchey, which makes me very happy because now at 31, I could take a much more fun pick for them. Cortland Sutton, the wide receiver out of SMU, uh, would probably catch 20 touchdowns a year from Tom Brady. So while this would be nightmares for me growing up a Jets fan, it would be great for New England landing him 31st overall. Are you going to hot take this and say that they could use him like they used to use Aaron Hernandez? <laughs> oh, no, let's go. I'm not going to either. And and double or nothing saying it's Randy Moss. So yeah. I'm just going to oh. shut up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they did sign Jordan Matthews, so they they do like the slower. I like Sutton here. Uh, that's a that's a really good pick. All right. Close out the first round. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles at 32. I've said before, this is a, such a hard team for me to project because they don't have many needs. And even the areas where you would think they have a need, they have done a great job uh, through the draft or free agency and building up the, the back end of this roster. So I'm going to go Will Hernandez, uh, one of the stick-to-football man crushes from the Senior Bowl with that short mesh jersey and his, his cowboy collar and also just being a violent, crazy guy. They do need to get better at offensive guard. I think Hernandez not only helps in the run game, but also with how much they like to move in the passing game, move and swing in the pocket. Uh, he, he's someone that I absolutely like for them. And the values here, I, I do start to think that he's going to be a first-round pick when it's all said and done. And I remember uh, Melo saying that in the press box in Mobile, and I turned around and looked at you like well, you were crazy. <laughs> no, I remember it was me and Connor in there, and Connor made a comment about how he was one of his favorite players at the Senior Bowl. And other people in the press box with us were laughing. And I was like, no, yes. Connor, I'm fully on with you. Like, he is one of the best at his position, definitely there in Mobile. All right. As promised, we're going to hit round two this week. And that means Mr. Mello is on the clock at pick number 33 with the Cleveland Browns. And to recap, they took Sam Darnold at one and Bradley Chubb at four. So you're up, buddy. Right. So some of the most important positions in football right now, quarterback, got it. Check it off your box. They get their pass rusher. I don't see any tackles here that I like, so I'm going to go get a corner in Isaiah Oliver. Yeah, nice, man. Nice that'd logic. be a nice, nice haul for the Browns early on. So, all right, 34. The Giants are back on the clock, and I had them take James Daniels, the interior lineman out of Iowa. Here, 
He can play guard. He can play center. He's super, super athletic and overall just a really great player that fills a need at this spot for them. Yeah, and that's definitely a good spot for him and for them. My goodness, uh, just replaces Weston Rickberg. At 35, the Browns are up again. And like Mello said, they've drafted a quarterback. They drafted an edge. He got them a corner. As much as I do like players like uh, Colton Miller and Jamarco Jones, I still went with the best player available mentality, and I'm going to take Ronald Jones. And I know a lot of people are like, hey, guy doesn't fit. I think Carlos Hyde is not any good, and I also don't know if I would pay Duke Johnson when you can just get someone like Ronald Jones who can be that, that really maybe not be a bell cow because he's not huge, but he could be an Alvin Kamara type, you know, come in often and impact the game in a lot of different ways. I like that pick there. I think he is like a rich man's version of Duke Johnson. Yeah, yeah. I'm up number 36 overall again. I gave the Colts Quentin Nelson in the first round, so I'm going to go get him some edge help here in the second round with Sam Hubbard. Just some badass motherfuckers here for these Colts drafts. That's right. And then I get to do it all over again because 37th overall, the Colts are back on the clock. Sony Michelle, come on down. I know that will make Colts fans extremely happy. They're starting to come away with a bit of a haul here. No joke. Quentin Nelson, right, in the yep, first round. Yep. Now Sam, Sam Hubbard, Hubbard and Sonny Michelle, and they're up again at pick 49, Connor, and that's the pick that you have. All right, Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, in the first round. Uh, Connor went and got them. Derwin James, which everybody's like, I can't believe you're about to make this pick, but I hate their safeties. I'm going to take Justin Reed, and we're going to go Jets New York Jets style. And I think those two work really well together. Derwin James, yes, a bit more do. of a physical guy at about 215 pounds. Justin Reed, incredibly smart, uh, fluid safety, can play over the top, so... And especially after they traded for JPP, I think they've done a great job of filling some of their needs. I'm comfortable getting someone like Nick Chubb or Rashad Penny in the third round at running back. And like we said when the Jets did this last year, you you just need these guys in the back end because it makes everything else easy in your defense when you have two safeties you can trust and build around. Sounds crazy, but I don't hate it. It worked out for the Jets. I'm up again, number 39 overall with the Bears, just helping out a young quarterback They've got to do him some favors, so go get him some protection with Colton Miller out of UCLA at tackle. And and I tweeted this morning, and a lot of people did not agree with it, but I, I do think that he could go in the first round. Uh, there's, I think there's three tackles, so I tweeted this morning. I, I talked to a couple people uh, right when I woke up today, and the feeling is three tackles are going to go first round. Connor Williams, Mike McGlinchey, and Colton Miller. Um, he would be someone to keep an eye on with New England at the end of the first round. Uh, sorry, I thought it was my pick. Go ahead, Connor. <laughs> Number 40 overall, the Denver Broncos. So they got Josh Allen, and we know how far he could throw a football. So at number 40, take the probably the fastest receiver in this draft or the best vertical threat, DJ Chark from LSU. Ooh. Get a vertical threat over the top. I think uh, the days of the Emmanuel Sanders, Demarius Thomas duo might be over after this year. So start thinking about that right now. I like that a lot. Just watching Chark streak down the field for Josh Allen would would make me 70 yards in the air. Very, very happy, especially in that thin air a mile high would be beautiful. All right. Oakland Raiders at 41. And again, we are doing them. We're giving them a lot of credit because I don't know if John Gruden and Reggie McKenzie can pull off this draft. Y'all took Minka in the first round. I'm taking Malik Jefferson in the second and all the trouble they've had covering tight ends. Travis Kelsey has given these guys nightmares every time they play. They, can, they can't ever cover Gronk. Every time you watch them play, it's a joke. Guess what they can do now? Because you have an athletic linebacker uh, who can also rush the quarterback a little bit, and you have Minka. That defense is completely different with these two out there. Yeah, Malik Jefferson and Minka Fitzpatrick might be the two most athletic just freaks on defense, and Oakland comes away with both of them. Yeah, yeah it's nice. 
Uh, that I'm sitting at pick 42, and honestly, I really wanted Malik here. But that's okay. I'll move on. We gave the Dolphins Mayfield in the first round, so I'm going to get them some defensive help. Another just athletic guy in the defense, Ronnie Harrison, safety out of Alabama. And and one of my like truly favorite players in the draft that's not going to be a first-rounder or would be a surprise first-rounder, but you're absolutely right. That is a massive need for them. So I'm back on the clock for the Patriots. I think this is. I love that you're making the. This is a cruel trick by the Miller duo (laughs) over here. So they got Mike McGlinchey. They fixed the offensive tackle spot. They got Cortland Sutton. Now they somehow end up with Maurice Hurst at 43rd overall. So they got an interior guy that can really get after the quarterback and blow up the run and terrorize whoever the Jets take uh, third overall. Yeah, uh, sorry about that for your Jets, but that that is a very good pick for them. And Hurst, I, I do think, will be interesting because of the heart condition. He did not get asked back to Indy for rechecks, which can be a good thing or it can be a bad thing. Uh, it just depends on how you look at it. Uh, Washington up at 44. I'm going to get one of Connor's favorite players, the guy who can mug you at the line of scrimmage, Carlton Davis oh, from yeah. Auburn, really being aggressive about fixing this defense, which is something they need. I watched them play last year. Wasn't pretty, and then you trade... I think your best corner and Kendall Fuller uh, or your best up and coming corner. Josh Norman's obviously a little decent. So get Carlton Davis out there, uh, can play in a lot of different spots and, and start to shore up that secondary. I'm up again. Pick number 45 getting pretty deep here in the draft. So I'm just going to kind of start going with guys that I like a lot, <laughs> but it makes sense. Yeah, it's yeah. going to make sense, but I'm definitely picking guys that I like. So I'm going James Washington here to the Packers. They need some receiver help. They got rid of some guys. So go get a guy like James Washington who can do it all for you. He can be a deep threat. Uh, he can run the underneath routes. I love this guy. I love watching him play. He would be dangerous with Aaron Rodgers throwing him the That's football. Slants for days. All right, so the Bengals are back on the clock. I have no idea what John Ross is going to give them this year. I don't think anyone does. He might play so corner. I, Yeah. Oh, God. So I went best player available here and took DJ Moore, a much more reliable receiving threat than John Ross, a guy to pair with AJ Green that, listen, when you don't have the best quarterback in the world, you need to get him playmakers as many as possible. So DJ Moore, 46th overall. Yeah, I like that. And in a best case scenario world, they actually pair pretty well together. So uh, if that were to ever happen. Okay. Arizona Cardinals at 47. It's time for a run on receivers, boys. And I think I got the better one out of the three of us. I'm going to take Christian Kirk. And I know that with the previous regime, they didn't like to take receivers early because they felt like they couldn't contribute anyway. But they got to have a plan in place for life after Larry Fitzgerald or even just this year life with Larry Fitzgerald. I can tell you that like J.J. Nelson and Chad Williams and Bryce Butler aren't it. Uh, Although Chad Williams was decent last year, they need a whole hell of a lot more. It, are the Cardinals going to win four games? Does Kirk have two extra knees to give to his quarterback? Yeah, I don't. I don't know if they're going to win four games. Maybe they're that'll be our Chiefs bet this in year. The NFC, man. We're going to have to talk about that off air because I don't know who said that, but you keep making fun of it. So, all right, so we give the Cardinals Connor Williams and Christian Kirk. That's they're better for the future. All right, I'm up 48 with the Chargers. I would like to get a quarterback of the future here, but we took six of them in the first round. So I'm not going to do that. If I can't get a quarterback of the future, I'll get a guy to protect Phillip Rivers and Jamarco Jones. Ooh, and that's my dude. Back on the clock to help the Colts again. They've had a really nice draft here. Quentin Nelson, Sam Hubbard, Sony Michelle. Another guy that has first-round talent that falls to 49 here because he's a bit raw, Deron Payne. From Alabama, he dominated in the college football playoff. The Colts have a ton of needs. Grab the best player available and and let him get to work here. 
Yeah, Deron Payne would be a nightmare up front for them. Dallas Cowboys, uh, Connor, you got him a pass rusher and Harold Landry to start the draft. I would love to get a receiver here, but I, I do like that they picked up Alan Hearns. And because we just had that run of three very good receivers come off the board, I'm not going to reach for someone like Deion Kane. I'm going to do that in just a couple picks. I'm going to take Austin Corbett, get that left guard that they desperately need. If, if people look at why the O-line take a step back last year, it's because of the offensive guard play with Ronald Leary going to Denver and that shuffle everyone around. I think Corbett comes in and fixes or, or at least kind of gives them a little more glue in the middle of that offensive line. I like it. Pick number 51. We gave the Detroit Lions Billy Price in the first round to sure up that offensive line. So now let's get him a weapon with Carrion Johnson out of Auburn in the second round. I like the value of running back here. If they're not going to get one in the first round, I expect them to go second or third round running back. Yeah, and I said that with Bill, when I made the Billy Price pick was you can you can get a running back in the second round. Karen Johnson is the only thing I worry about is injuries. He's got that sweet like Le'Veon Bell style of chopping his feet behind the line and somehow it works, even though you're never supposed to do that. All right, so I'm picking for the Baltimore Ravens again. Uh, I took Lamar Jackson in the first round and was made fun of greatly after that, which is fine. <laughs> and then <laughs> now I'm taking one of my favorite players in the entire draft. This could not have worked out more perfectly. Frank Ragno. They lost Ryan Jensen to free agency. Everybody loves to steal the Ravens' offense, top offensive lineman in free agency and give him a ton of money. So they lost him. They get Ragno. I think Ragno's a top 20 player in this class when healthy. He could play guard, too, if need be. So the Ravens starting to restock that offensive line here. Man, Ozzy might. Maybe they should have tapped you instead of Eric DaCosta uh, for the, the post Ozzy. <laughs> no Alabama players. Fuck you guys. No. <laughs> Going to SEC. Pose him in at center. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Buffalo at pick number 53. Like I said, I uh, didn't want to take Deion Kane at 50. I'll take him at 53. I, I think their receiver core in Buffalo is one of the weakest in the NFL right now. Get a guy who can streak. And craziest. Yeah. No Zay shit. Jones. Yeah, get a guy who Sorry. can streak down the field. And even if you get something <laughs> <Stop>. from. <laughs> did you, I didn't know if anyone was going to catch that pun. Are but, you kidding me? <laughs> oh, my God. We're all, we're all going to hell. Uh, absolutely are. But I do like Deion Kane. I, I think he was held back a little this year by the, the quarterback situation at Clemson. But <laughs> so I can't even take myself seriously now. But I do like this pick. Well, I'm up. Get it back to serious here. Number 54, the Chiefs' first pick in the draft. I was glad that I got this team. They have a lot of holes to fill, so I'm going to go with an edge rusher. I know they've got some guys like Lamar Houston. The whole fan base has been crying for an edge rusher ever since they drafted D. Ford, and it didn't work out. So I'm going to get a guy like Arden Key. I know that they can handle these troubled guys. Get him in that locker room. Yeah. I think he can really excel with the Chiefs. You know how I know you're a Texas fan? You said Lamar Houston instead of Justin Houston. You like like an he average was the better pass rusher. <laughs> yeah, it's the burnt orange office. It affects the brain. All right, Connor, you're uh, up, buddy. <laughs> uh, back on the clock for the Panthers here. They somehow came away with Calvin Ridley in the first round. A really nice fall and pickup uh, by Melo there for the Panthers. Now I take Hayden Hurst. I think he's the best pass-catching tight end in this class. Greg Olson is not going to play football forever. So, listen, get Cam Newton some weapons, Carolina. Let's go. I, I think you get Ridley and Hurst in the same draft for the Panthers. That offense is going to be cooking next year. Yeah, and that's a really smart pick because it wasn't it already leaked that Greg Olson had started uh, like auditioning for broadcasting He's all over I mean, media. he's on yeah. TV yeah. more than he's on the field, it feels like. Right. Good for yeah. him. Third I mean, Greg. I don't blame him. About but. to move on to, to the broadcasting booth. All right. The Buffalo Bills at 56. We got them a linebacker, a quarterback, a wide receiver. Now let's fix that defensive line. 
Horrible Harry 66, Harrison Phillips. One of my favorite interviews we've ever had on the podcast. He was gonna, so good. We're going to come in and fill in for Kyle Williams, who feels like he's been playing for 25 years and has been a great, great Buffalo Bill, but they have to get younger up front. Phillips can do that. Another kind of just like super intelligent. He was so smart. I, feel, I was intimidated that I was going to ask him a stupid question <laughs> or he was going to find out that I'm a fraud. And But he was nice to me about it. But I, I think he... He really like fits what they're trying to do in Buffalo. I think he fits every scheme. You could find a spot for him in yeah. any defense. I'm up again with 57, the Tennessee Titans. We got him a corner that they needed in round one. I'm going to go get him a big mauler at offensive guard and Braden Smith in round two. Can you imagine him paired up with these two tackles that they have in Conklin and Lawan? That would be that'd be nice. Those just feel like they have Vrabel influence, those picks, <laughs> yeah, which yeah. make a lot of sense. So, all right, the Falcons are on the clock with the 58th overall selection. Uh, so Matt said there's some interest in Taven Bryan there. That was the first-round pick for them. I went Dallas Goddard here. I think uh, I think the Falcons are one of those rare teams that you go, wow, they don't have any glaring needs. I think tight end, though, could possibly be one. Yeah, I completely agree with you there. And and maybe we would look at offensive guard, but Mello just took Braden Smith. So that that one makes a lot of sense. Somehow I got a 49ers pick in this deal. Thank God. Mello took Tremaine Edmonds in the first round, a pick that I completely sign off on. I love it. I come back here at 59. I'm going to take Dorrance Armstrong from Kansas. They need, we, we talked about it with round one. They need a Leo. And I think Edmonds is more of a stack linebacker. Go get this dude who can put his hand in the dirt. He can bend off the edge. He can stand up. He has room in his frame to add weight, but he doesn't have to do it. And People will look at his numbers and say, why did he drop off in 2017? Because he fucking plays at Kansas, and he got double teamed every snap. That's exactly so right. So look at the athleticism. Look at 2016 when their team was a little bit better. He He's somehow flying under the radar here. Uh, he's a guy that I tried to pick. I wanted to kind of get him with the Chiefs pick, yeah. but I thought the Arden Key thing just fit too well. But with him being from Kansas right there in their backyard, he might be a play at pick 54. And you're up with a, this is the most Pittsburgh pick ever. Yes, right. Ever. We got him Darius Geis in the first round, so that's awesome. They feel a need because they're probably not bringing Le'Veon Bell back. Get him Kaiser White, just a playmaker. He can play in the box. He can play over the top. He's a very solid safety prospect that just fits the Pittsburgh mold. And he's been working out a lot of linebacker, too. Uh, so he, he could, you know, kind of that Mark Barron style, he could end up, you know, he might yeah, end up Troy in a middle linebacker for them. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, he's vicious coming downhill. It's impressive. A guy that is the kind of opposite safety, one of the rare ones in this class, uh, going 61st overall to the Jacksonville Jaguars is Jesse Bates, a guy that can really thrive as a single high safety. Listen, he, the Jagu- Jaguars got Jair Alexander in the first round, now Bates in the second. They already have the best secondary in football. This would just be unfair at this point. And you're right. Jesse Bates might be the best free safety in the draft. And there aren't many. He reminds me of Clint, ha ha, Clinton Dix when he was coming out of Alabama. He's had his struggles, Clinton Dix, but the same kind of prospect. Yeah, I like that. All right, Minnesota, I'm up at 62. In the first round, Mello went Isaiah Wynn. Going to plug him in at guard. I'm going to take Tyrell Crosby, plug him in at tackle. Just Now, the dude played in a couple different schemes at Oregon, so it is kind of a tough eval, but he is just a monster, especially in the run game. He can get under guys. He's like 340 pounds. I believe I compared him to Cordy Glenn in our uh, draft 400 reports that are going to be coming out really soon. I I like him and think round two is a very good value. It's a good one. I'm up next. Second to last pick here, number 63 overall. The New England Patriots have taken pretty much everyone. This is their fourth pick. We gave them McGlinchey, Sutton, and Hurst. So I'm going to go get them another corner in MJ Stewart. 
Ooh, that and I know Connor and I have talked a lot about him. Someone yes. who can play physical at the line of scrimmage, and I, they I know they have both McCourty brothers in that secondary, but they need uh, a dude like this opposite. Kind of Malcolm Butler ish, yeah, right? really is. <laughs> so that's an interesting one. Uh, all right, the final pick of round number two, the Cleveland Browns, who have for once been the star of the show of this draft. They have taken Sam Darnold, Bradley Chubb, Isaiah Oliver. And Ronald Jones. Now to close this thing out, they get Martinez Rankin, the tackle. Uh, listen, I know the Browns are probably going to have to put a little more of a premium on tackle considering Joe Thomas is retired. But at the end of the day, I think this guy can be a really, really solid starter at the next level. And you get him at the last pick of the second round while getting some more premium players at premium positions with those first four picks. This would be an incredible haul for the Cleveland Browns. They're always rebuilding, but maybe not for long, Cleveland Browns. No, it's smart. Like you said, to they ha- they're going to have to get a tackle at some point, which might lead to, maybe it leads to a reach at 33 or a reach at 35. Um, but if they could get someone like in this scenario, that they could have drafted Colt Miller at 35 instead of me taking Ronald Jones. They could have taken uh, Jamarco Jones at that spot. So there are some options for them, but the Browns, they're going to have five picks in the top 64. They could absolutely own this draft. The Patriots have four in the top 63. The Colts have Colts. four in the top 50. I mean, those are the teams that when we look at right now, who's going when to, we, when we sit down to stop talking about the draft Friday night or Saturday morning, whatever we, when we do a recap, those are the teams I think we're going to be talking so much about because they just, they have so much capital at this point. Man, that was a, a lot of teams made out well here. I mean, some really good players fell down the board here. I mean, we'll probably be looking at some GM jobs pretty soon if we keep <laughs> doing that. such a good job. Uh, I'm going to update my yeah, LinkedIn. Yeah, the spring the, league. This, yeah. The spring league for the for next year that Manziel's playing in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I would I would do that. I'm half- yeah, same. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not above that for whatever it's worth. Just to let everyone know right now. Make it public. Yeah. All right. That was uh, that was a lot of fun. We did kind of fly through it again with, with two rounds of picks. But like I said at the top, we don't need to explain to you guys for the 80th time why we're going to draft Sam Darnold to the Cleveland Browns or why we like Saquon Barkley. So doing this allows us to get to teams like the Chiefs who don't have a first-round pick. Sorry, Houston Texans fans. Your uh, old GM screwed you and you don't pick until round three. Sorry, LA Rams fans. You've traded all your picks, which I think you're okay with. So we maybe we can find time to get to a three-round mock, but a lot of fun. Make sure, if you have not, Apple Podcast, you can... Subscribe, download. We would love a five-star review. Unlike that one Bears fan who got pissed last week that we didn't. Yeah, that we skipped his team and, and when we, we didn't. When we didn't. Right. And he didn't even know what pick his team had. So fuck that guy. Uh, we love the rest <laughs> of you. Please leave reviews because we're doing three shows a week all through April. Monday morning, Wednesday morning, Friday morning. So much fun. For Mello, for Connor, this is Matt. We'll talk to you guys very soon.